Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. Here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Four zero two nine 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 four six two zero. Sorry, hit me text line. The, the Honda Lincoln hotline's a little busy, so that's not the way. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, jump into the chats, text away, because we bring in the man, the myth, the legend, our dude, our number one dude. But. First. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Oh, oh, give me, give me, give me. What up, BP? Give me that. Give me that. Hey, man. Give me that. You're rocking the Brothers Johnson. I just want to know if I missed uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays. I mean, how old are we going to get on this thing? Oh, no, 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 no. Barry. Number 23, come on. Barry. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. In studio, we just had some black sheep, this or that. We had some Grand Poobah. Oh, we had some MC Light. Uh, we had oh some, MC Light, that's my girl. Right. right? Here. We had some some Dougie Fresh, the show. We had some <laughs> some uh, uh, some uh, Run DMC. We were we were we were in the game early. Oh my God! We we were man. in the game, um, man. You know. Oh, good night. So, so this huh. is how we get down. Yeah, you know. Uh, let the folks know, where are you? I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I've been here for uh, a couple days. We were here for the uh, National Scouting Combine with Guy. And um, because of the way that kind of went, and the NFL Combine starting up, so I extended my stay, and I'm going to try to – I may need to – talk to you and Jay if there's a little way to get a little help but I'm going to go on over there and watch some of that then I hit the road Friday and I'm back on the field uh, Saturday morning training some uh, quarterbacks from the Big Ten. Yeah you're going to have a little bit more swagger when you get back because it's look there's the payoff (laughs) like there's the payoff that now like to young cats young quarterbacks around Mm-hmm. They get to mm-hmm. see the end game because they've they they've worked out around and with Guy Myers, right? They they've been around. Yeah, it was it was funny. Uh, Guy, just for your listeners, um, 
you know, being from a small school and kind of climbing, there, there's a process where somebody kind of bubbles up and Guy took a step in that direction, uh, the combine. It was two days. He did the, you know, the testing and so forth, and he came back and did the throwing. He did okay on the testing. He learned a little bit about how to prepare for that, but he really shined uh, on the position work and was one of the ones chosen. And what happened was is that the scouts that were there were very excited about him. And, I mean, not just looking at him, they were calling back to home offices. And it was really a good day for him. So that starts that bubbling thing where people are now talking about this guy that showed well. And then there's another step, right? We have some things coming up in April. Um, and there'll be some things that get generated from this. So he's getting in a position where – He's getting closer to having options. And like you said, uh, I, I had to let the emotions kind of settle for a little bit. Of course, I was happy for him. Uh, but when I got up this morning, I immediately started texting all my other quarterbacks. Exactly what I did. I said, here's what he did. Be happy for him. But I'm also texting you to let you know, keep being patiently impatient and dream big. Uh, and then all the receivers that you know constantly come out. Uh, I let them know, hey, you did really well. Thanks for helping get it prepared. And, and uh, so, yeah, it takes a lot of people to get it done. And, uh, yeah, he 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 was kind of that that that, that pebble in the pond, mm-hmm. and the ripples, you know, went out yesterday. Yep. What what helped him step up? So, what's the process for for quarterbacks out there, and dads of quarterbacks, moms of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. receivers of quarterbacks? Right, who are here? Who are trying to? You know what? You may not be Nebraska's next right. starting quarterback, but you can be right. a guy who's out there putting in work wherever you are. What are the necessities? What are the things that that guy learned yesterday, or that guy brought to the table, recognizing yeah. uh, in order to be at this level, this is what has to happen. Right. He he really brought stuff to the table. So let's skip the three hour show on you know, what it takes to get through to say where Noah is, mm-hmm. Noah Walters, mm-hmm. right? Let's skip that. And let's skip the two-hour show that the path that all of those guys and Noah and all my guys in college that are that they're going to go through, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's just a ton of stuff that they're going to go through. All right, so we're out the other side of that. So what happens in that last leg of that, or I call it the second stage of the career, you have youth high school, then you have college second stage of your career is hopefully what you develop is grit and I, there's not another way for me to describe it that you just you develop angela duckworth did a book called, i think she told grit and she did a ted talk um but but that is the essence that that gets developed because at that point once you have that then it's then you can start to be, the world starts to open up to you so Guy had to uh, understand what it meant to be a professional. Like school's over, but I'm getting up at eight o'clock, and I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this, and I don't get home till seven o'clock, right? And then how to manage that schedule and to drive through it. From a quarterback perspective, with these combines, you kind of, in a school sense, you kind of teach to the test, right? Because that's what's going to be evaluated on. Mm-hmm. So you know. Cleaning mechanics have to be clean. You have to have a firm understanding of how each ball is going to be thrown and then also an understanding of what types of balls are going to be thrown. 
right? Because there's there's requirements that they're testing a lot of things when they're evaluating. Uh, I'll give you a simple thing. Um, if there's a bunch of right-handed quarterbacks out there, I guarantee the, the guy who's running that drill is probably going to have you roll out to your left a lot, right? Because they're looking for what would distinguish you. A guy that's really good is going to throw good to both sides. You'll assume you can throw well to your right side, right? That's your strong side. But you're going to have a lot of rollouts to your left, right? Or they may start the passing on your left right? because some quarterbacks don't know the subtle footwork to get themselves lined up. And you can start eliminating that. Uh, so those are the, that's the expertise that you have to acquire. Um, and then that, that daily work ethic and understand. Uh, and it takes a good team. You know, he, he, he landed or chose a great agent uh, at GHG Sports, J.O., we call him John. Uh, John had already walked uh, people through this process, small school. You know, he, and he's got guys on the NFL rosters and, uh, guys who got drafted in the USFL, so that was important because he had a plan as to how to get this done. Um, you have to have a team, either you're going to a facility, or in our case, we already had a team kind of set up right, between me training and Josh and Chamberlain, um, you know, training him at Accelerate. And then he had to take care of his nutrition, and he has great support from his family. So it's all of that stuff. It takes It takes a lot. And then, of course, the guys that came out, you know, the receivers that I would pull in, hey, can you come after school? And many of these guys, by the way, they were in track season or they were, you know, finishing up the basketball, you know, but they would still find a way to come out. Uh, so it takes a lot. It takes a lot. But it can be done. It can be done. Well, I mean, you know, and, and this is the thing, right? So that for for listeners who don't know or quarterbacks who don't understand or dads or coaches who aren't necessarily coaching it, Give me the list of the throws that quarterbacks being evaluated right. are going to need to make at a high volume, at a high, at a high level. Let's well, go through the throws. Right. So you you definitely want so at the combine that we we're at yesterday and the one that's coming up. There's a very uh, type of basic throws, right? That's, that's what they do. That's their format. So you may go somewhere else, and there's a different format. But in the in main in the main, you you have to be kind of wake up and throw all the short and mid range stuff. So a slant you should never miss, a hitch you should never miss, uh, uh, the you know ten yard out you should never miss, a, you know come back curl you, like that has to be things you just don't miss on, right? Um, when you go downfield at the higher levels, there's different types of balls that you need to throw. Um, so you need to be adverse or schooled in those types of throws. Um, you know, there's a bender, you know, against a two, uh, against a cover two look, right? How do you get that past the linebacker? How do you locate it? Uh, there are seven routes. You know, you're throwing it to tight end. It's going to be a much flatter ball than, say, if you had a slot that a wide receiver that motioned in and he runs it. Um, your deep balls, there are different types of deep balls. The deep balls, sometimes your guys just smoke the dude. Mm -hmm. You've got to put it with air out in front of them and let them keep winning, right? You don't want to slow them down. Um, the other deep ball is uh, the, the, the defensive back has them covered, maybe inside shoulder, and then you've got to be able to, to move him, say, from the top of the numbers to the bottom of the numbers, so you, the classic kind of I'm throwing them open. Um, guy had two nice throws 
yesterday they were running over routes, and the defender was underneath on the inside shoulder. And sometimes what young quarterbacks will do is they'll try to jam it or fit it in that tight little space where the hands will be. Well, guy on the fly just, just gave it enough little air because in that position the receiver's actually winning, right? He's actually winning if you throw him the right way. And uh, so he, he executed that. So it's those types of things. It's the accuracy and then your ability to manipulate the ball for the given situation that it, that it needs to be. So it takes a lot. It's a lot, a lot of work. Do you get into the concepts of, of corner routes, fades, the back shoulder? Do you get into that sort of stuff? No, not not in this, not in these, least the, so understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. My job is to look at these combines and try to figure out, okay, or understand, okay, what did they do? And then I'm looking at those and then the, I'm literally teaching to the test, right? That So we go out. Our throwing routine is those drills. Now, we, we want to keep the development going, right, because there's going to be situations like he was chosen to throw one-on-ones yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's another whole thing, right? You've got different type of receivers, defensive backs playing bump coverage, right? And you don't know exactly. I mean, they're not making up the routes. So they're given the route to execute. But that's a certain thing. So one of the things that we do in our prep is, I do have high school receivers, and sometimes I'll get a college guy that's around or so forth. And uh, early on, guys said, you know, this guy, so I said, listen, you got to get good at all kinds of guys. Um, on corner routes, right, I would tell them in a format like this, I said, the best thing that they could ever say to you is that you're late. I said, I don't need you guessing as to what high angle means to this guy you've never thrown before. So one of the little things that we say, I said, just watch Go back, watch watch the top of the helmet. The helmet will set the angle, then throw the ball. You know, because it's you know what I mean. We're not we're not playing the game. We're trying to complete a pass. So there's little things like that that go into it. Um, you know, like we'll we'll come up and run sevens, and the receivers have a bunch of different questions. Then I'll say, no, just go ahead and run it. We'll figure it out. So that's kind of how he practiced, and he did well on that yesterday. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then what? What's the yeah. what's the volume of throws on a day like that? Like, how do you prepare yeah. that? How do you prepare? I have to go back and count. Like, like I can give you some count. Right. Uh, our warm up is, uh, you know, we warm them up physically, and then uh, we have three throws. It's just a warm up. These are all my quarterbacks. Uh, we call. It feet cement. I'm not going to quit. I just need to set a tempo. But we do three throws of that. Then the receiver moves back five. We do three there. Uh, that would be 10 yards and then three there. So that's nine throws. So we go that one gets set. What's the other breaking step? And then throw. So uh, four times nine. So there's 36 throws that they use to warm up. And then um, when we go through these patterns, uh, gosh, we we probably have around five hundred balls. Well, that's why that, that that's why I mean that's yeah. the number that sits yeah. in my head, and that yeah. in a combine situation, what happens is, that's different is that every throw is assessed, even the warm up throws, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, like you're. Oh, you're wait, 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 let me stop you. The hotel is observed. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, there was, let me let me interrupt a little bit, and I, I don't want to hold your point. But 
when I was watching the quarterbacks, there were three that were above, right? There was guys, uh, I'll just give you a number, 125 and 175. And they, at the end, right, they called the receivers and defensive backs, and they only called two quarterbacks, guy and, uh, say, 175, but not the 125 guy. Mm -hmm. And he threw the ball really well. So I kind of saddled off the side, and I said, uh, 125 threw pretty well. He goes, yeah, but, you know. I said, well, no, I don't. Because it was, and he didn't go at him directly, but he said, you know, Guy really presents himself well in the hotel and things like that. So I don't know what, I shouldn't say the number out loud, but let's, that wasn't the right number. Let's say it was 118. <laughs> okay. But there was a guy that I thought threw really well, and for some reason he was omitted, and it had to do with, you know, whatever extra things that they had observed from. But that's your point about observing everything. No, it's, it's it's spectacular. We're talking to Barry Thompson at Fairfax Football Academy. Yeah. He's live at Indy, uh, and, and it's combine work. And it's what you just said rings so important, and parents and high school players, I just want to repeat this. Mm-hmm. It is not only what you do when it is live. It is yeah. what you do when you think nobody's looking. When you think nobody's right. watching, they're watching. And if you're not getting the call that you think you should be getting, it might be, and it probably is, something else. Something I'll give else. you two quick comments about that, D.P. One, one guy came up and spoke to me, and they found out that I was associated with the guy. And one of the things he mentioned, he said, you know, God came to the meeting with a notebook. You know, so, you know, like, they, I guess the other guys didn't, but guy did. And then I had this agent who had some clients there talk to him a little bit. Uh, he had a few kids from University of Charleston where Guy went to school. And he was looking at this one quarterback, and I said, yeah, that guy throws pretty well. He says, man, he says, but take the hat off. And I looked at him and said, man, that, you know. And what his point was, you don't look like a professional quarterback. That's not how, in his mind, a professional quarterback presents, right? And so he's eliminating a guy on that. And if he's doing that, then you know – at least somebody else in the room. Doesn't have to be fair, but you know, if you look at the guys in the NFL and how they present themselves, right? There's there's a certain look, and so um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of that that was going on in the field. The guys were limiting themselves left and right, whether they knew it or not. They certainly didn't know it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I mean, but that's and, and that's the awareness because you say to people. So I know that locally. Um, some high school kids are being introduced to Memorial Stadium and the process and the buildings, all those things. And sometimes they they get lost in the wash because of other things that, you know, the yeah. controllables. They didn't control the controllables, which is, you know what, how you move from drill to drill, how you carry yourself in between throws, how you communicate, how you react to a negative situation. All those things are super important. It's like, oh, you make a, you make a throw that doesn't land the way you want it to land. Your reaction right. to it tells the coaches everything they want to know about you. Yes, yes. I, and on that subject, you know, I've always, I think you know this. I've always told my quarterback if it hits a smack in the hand, tell the receiver it's my bad, or I got you next time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really because you know there's a whole. 
single Well, that's because you played with but... me, and it was it was always your fault. <laughs> uh, it was always your fault. It was never. It was never my fault. I don't know. Just, I, don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I spun the ball the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're left-handed. <laughs> like it's all your fault. Um, <laughs> like right. So, but that communication thing, and I, I had a conversation with a, with a receivers coach who said a very opposite thing but it was the same thing in in theory was that he we were we were you know my my bad conversation that i have with players right right, is that my my bad will get you my bench yeah right my bad is right on the bench yeah right my bad is my my bad will get you right on my bench (laughs) and so we said to people listen be careful about that ownership thing sometimes you just let it pass because speaking to it sometimes will make people think, well, if there are that many my bads, then you're not very good. <laughs> By the way, you know what the new my bad is? Is I got you, coach. I got you, coach. That's yeah. The, yeah, I got you, coach. No, you don't got me. Yeah. Because if you had me, we would, you wouldn't be saying I got you. Yeah, no, yeah. You, but that's the new one is I got you, coach. So well, there you go. So, so what is it about? To, and 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 we've seen it over over the course of years. There's a thing that the current athlete does, which is they nod, yes, mm-hmm. even though they don't understand. Well, you know, I, I swear you're always listening. Um, check my phone. <laughs> I I have in my indoor training, I have been emphasizing that. This year, more than ever, I've always told my quarterback, uh, knowing that they are the I got it coach guy, when they don't always really have it, mm-hmm. right? It's just the nature of the position. You kind of feel like, you know, you're the guy. And, and through their athletic abilities, they usually noodle their way around, you know, a problem or an issue that they don't know. Um, but I've repeatedly told my quarterback ever since I said, I don't know is a great, and I'm not going to swear, but a great effing answer. And I do swear to, to, uh, to make the emphasis. I use the, the French word, as they say. Mm-hmm. It, I say it's a great effing answer around me. Mm-hmm. And this season, more than ever, I've emphasized that. And in the middle of our training and doing all stuff, I'll stop and I'll ask a question. And I'll say, who, which of you do not know what I'm talking about. And they've gotten so much better at raising hands and we'll stop right there on the, the, the surface, right? And I'll explain something. And it can be the simplest things. Like I had uh, some 12 and 15 year olds and they, uh, I said, how many of you guys know what zone read is? I said, zone read. And they, you know, a couple of hands went. I said, no, the name. I said, you know how it's blocked and what it is. And they're like, no. And I said, okay. I said, have you ever heard of option football? And they said, well, it's like you pitch, right? And I said, yeah, but what is option football? Right? I'm asking the understanding of it. And they looked, and I said, well, look, option football is you're basically not going to block a person. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. There's all different forms of not blocking a person, but you're going to make a decision off that person to make them wrong. So it could be option football, it could be zone read, it could be RPO. And then I, I walk them through, right, like a basic zone, inside zone blocking scheme. And, you know, the, the defensive end was there. I said, mm-hmm. now look what this does to our numbers. That's the guy. 
right? Before I did a drill, I explained the concept. And then I said, okay, this is what defenses were doing to stop that. They were scraping linebackers and exchanging gaps. And I said, but then the offense saw that when a linebacker left, there was a void there. So that becomes the RPO. And all of a sudden, you could tell the light bulbs were going off, right? And then we went into the drill, so it made them, with them, understanding the footwork and where their eyes need to be a lot better. But I've done that more with my older kids with protections. You know, I'll ask them, say, hey, do you know your protections? And a good kid will say, yeah, I know my protection. they will give me some LR word, and it's a four-man turn, right? Right. I'm like, okay, what if they overload here? What are you, you going to do? And they, like, look at me. I'm like, okay, you need to know how to fix that. You're going to college, and I'm telling you, this is stuff you've got to just be able to ID a problem. And so we, we get into it. I have kids that, you know, they didn't know the line techniques. And once you explain it to them, right, it's pretty easy. I can say, give me a one, give me a three, and that type of thing. Um, but I've been doing more and more of that with my quarterbacks. Um, in the past, with my college guys, as they get into that spring, their senior year, I mean, I really would corral them up. And I would tell them exactly, like, this is how this needs to go. And you need to sit down with the defensive coordinator. You're going to see, you know, buzz three, weak, you know, balance three, all that kind of stuff. And you need to get that guy to explain it to you like you're going to go play it, right? And he, his job is to teach it. So he's going to be the best teacher of that defense for you to understand it, um, you know, and how they're so anyway. I, I, I think I think you, <laughs> no no, but this is why right because it's it really yeah. is it's a classroom on on turf and people miss right. it and then can't figure out where why the, the, there are gaps that exist and and where they are in the game and what other people who are, are getting those offers are doing there it's yeah. usually in the minutia but it needs to be talked about Barry can you hang for another segment yeah I. I I'd love to today. Okay. So we will toward the break. Barry Thompson, Fairfax Football Academy. Barry, um, your ears might have been burning the other night because I was talking to talking about you to a local coach. I'll tell you that story, and we will go into detail when we come